I was in a, at a church camp once when a, uh, a young man was giving a lesson. Sometimes that happens at church camps, especially small church camps like um, the one I'm a part of. Uh, just a young man says, I, was, I have a Devo thought, and you say, yeah, well, go ahead. And I was a counselor of this church camp, and he'd gotten up and was talking about the Exodus. He said, can you imagine all of those people walking out of that, out of their town, out of that country? He said, there were eight billion Israelites. And I thought, surely he misspoke there. No problem. And then he said, think about that. That's more people than there are in the world right now. And he was wrong, obviously. But it did get me thinking about all those people leaving that place. Maybe not the sheer number of them. But that is interesting to me. Did they walk out? In rows of five or a dozen, 20, groups of 40, they all had to leave. How's it going to work? I think that when I'm at like a, a, like a college sporting event, looking at all those people, thinking, how are we all going to get out of here? Stresses me out a little bit. The exit. But it wasn't just the exit that was uh, probably troubling or difficult. It was they 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 had seen the frogs too. The river turned to blood in front of them. They had experienced the plagues as well. Not only that, a lot of times we're often willing to experience plagues and experience slavery and, and, and being, being unfairly treated because, my goodness, it's just what we're comfortable with. Imagine someone coming into your house and saying, we are going to move. You saying, are you sure? Yeah. And they'd say, where? Say, I'll show you. It's a little disorienting to have to walk out of a civilized place and into a wilderness. To feel like, well, this is new, but it's not better right away. And by the way, you're going to have to fight some people and you're going to have to, the, the Egyptian army's going to, the, the Pharaoh's going to change his mind and chase after you and you're going to walk right up, right up to the sea and this is, this got a sea and an army and then the sea parts and you cross it and then you're at a mountain. We often see other people's emotions and see them as one thing. 
That person is sad. This person is happy. That person is angry. But when we feel emotions, we know that it's usually a mix of all the things. That it's this conglomerate of, of joy and confusion and, and frustration and anxiety and peace that built into our very existence is us just being flat out confused about our very existence. And so I watch those people walk out of Egypt. I watch those people walk through the Red Sea and walk up to the mountain and just wonder how confused and stressed out and scared and happy are they? Wouldn't life be a lot easier if our emotions showed up one at a time? And sadness came and I can just experience this and let me dwell with that. Thank you. We've had our time go on. Now I get to dance with joy, but I know anger is coming, but I'll deal with that when it shows. So on and so forth. Just let them all go. But they seem to always knock at our door at the same time, don't they? Where that family member whose cancer is getting worse and you find that out at the, at the birthday party of the three-year-old you love. Just all seem to swirl like that. And so standing at that mountain, a free people, but I'm sure a very confused and stressed out and troubled people, ready to celebrate, but confused as to how. And I've been there over and over again. I'm not sure how I feel all the time. Yeah, I could tell you, yeah, there's sadness and then there's joy and then there's, uh, I'm ready to celebrate and I'm ready to grieve. And sometimes those happen one after the other, don't they? In one moment, you can just jump up and down and the other moment, you're on your knees. I've been where those Israelites are. And it feels like you're without a home. It feels like you don't know what the next steps are. Because they, they really had, had no idea what the next steps are. I'm an itinerary guy. I like having an itinerary. I like knowing what the next things are going to be. I like knowing, well, after we do this, then we'll do that. I'm flexible if it's a better idea. It's not. But I like, I like a good itinerary. Mainly because I like looking at something and saying, this is what's going to happen next. 
But when has life afforded us an itinerary? When has life given us the gift of knowing, well, just three more songs and this dance recital will be over? (laughs) When has life availed us of such things? We do not get to know what's next often. Oftentimes, I don't even know what's on the other side of the mountain. I've just got the mountain in front of me. And God is addressing these people. And he's about to give them a covenant. Commandments. He's going to tell them, you shall have no other gods before me. He's going to tell them that, that we're not going to, we're not going to have any idols. We're not going to take the Lord's name in vain. We're not going to have, we're, you're going to honor the Sabbath. You're going to keep it holy. You're going to honor your parents. You will not murder. You will not commit adultery. You will not steal. You will not covet. He's going to give them commands. You will not lie about your neighbor. But why? Why are we here listening to rules? Why aren't we back there obeying rules? You brought us out here, and sometimes they would even say that out loud. God, did you bring us out here to die? Why are they there? Sometimes you can't think whenever your mind's filled with all sorts of confusion and questions. But God offers them something, actually offers them two things. He offers them a way of life and then he offers them a promise. This is before the commands are even given. He, or God, goes to Moses in Exodus 19. I think we have that up on the board. Moses went up to God and the Lord called to him. Every time you see capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, that's the, the four-lettered name of God. Some say Yahweh. Some I've seen billboards that say Yahuwah. That's wrong. And the Lord called to him from the mountain and said, this is what you are to say to the descendants of Jacob and what you are to tell the people of Israel. Here's what you just say. You yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt and how I carried you on eagle's wings and brought you to myself. So now we're ready. If you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations, you will be my treasured possession. Now listen to this. Sometimes we can think treasured possession like you're my favorites. You will be my treasured possession, but although the whole earth is mine, he says, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words you are to speak to the Israelites. God says to Moses, this is the way it's going to go. You are, I am powerful. I have, you, you saw what I did to Egypt, the most powerful nation in the world. You saw what I did to them. 
And this is what's going to happen. This is what's going, this is my plan, is that you will be treasured because you will be my representatives to the whole of the earth. A kingdom of priests assumes the responsibility of showing the other kingdoms the God that treasures them. A kingdom of priests is a group of people who, who their responsibility is to the world. God says this later in the prophets. He says, my dream was that all of the world would come to Jerusalem and worship the God that saved his people from Egypt. That all of the world would come and bring and abandon their gods and come and worship the true God and the true king. He's giving the, he's given them a big responsibility. He's given them a task. Who you are now is a holy people that is called to show the world this God you follow. Isn't that the role of a priest? To bring the people before God. God goes back, or Moses goes back to the people and tells them, and they say, we will do it. And then Moses goes back to God and says, they said they will. And that's when the Ten Commandments happen. That's when the Ten Commandments begin. We have them on stones. We have them on tablets. Just here. This is, these are the Ten Commandments. We've got them listed hilariously with Roman numerals. It should just be olive bait and gimel. But it's, we've got them, we've got them and we, 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 we place them in places. But what we forget often is that what the Ten Commandments represent is God's calling to His people to live a different life, not just so that we can follow the rules, but so that we can be a kingdom of priests. Not just so that we can, we can, I can remember not to murder, because I need that in my kitchen every day. You don't need, you don't need the rules all the time, but you do need the reminder that we are through Jesus now part of this kingdom of priests. And when we show up at the mountain of God confused and frustrated and angry and sad and, 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 and we, we don't know quite how to explain how we're feeling. The last few weeks have been a wild ride. Before God ever gets into, here's some ways that you are going to represent me. You will have no other gods before me. Here's how some, some ways you will represent me. You will not have any graven images. You will not take the Lord's name in vain. All of the ways that we will represent God before we ever get there and he ever spurs us on, God says, you are mine. That God comes to the people and says, I am Yahweh, your God. Both the God 
who rules over me, but the God who has given himself to me. I am the Lord your God who has already redeemed you from your slavery, has already rescued you. That God doesn't just give them rules, that God doesn't just give them a responsibility, but God reminds them who he is to them. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. I want us to be a kingdom of priests. But I'm pretty sure we need to be regularly reminded that the God who calls us to be to the world, what he called Israel to be to the world. The God who calls us is the one who's rescued us. The God who calls us is the one who's redeemed us. The God who calls us desperately wants to be with us. God doesn't just need workers. God could do it. But God loves you so much that he brought you out of the land of slavery, rescued you from slavery to sin, rescued you from, from our, our, <laughs> the, the plague of death, that we have hope in resurrection, that we have, that we have forgiveness found in the cross, and our unity comes from the King. Before we get going, and I've enjoyed the fact that we're doing an 11-week series on the Ten Commandments, but we have to, because we have to be reminded that first statement of God. Because who God is matters. What God has done matters. He is the Lord, our God, who has rescued us from our sins and conquered death. You give me that. That's right, hallelujah. You give me that. I've got it. I still feel the emotions. I'm still confused. I'm still frustrated. I'm still, I still, frankly, don't know the itinerary past the mountain. Sometimes. But to be at peace, to be, to know I'm loved, all I need to know is that the voice of the mountain speaking to me, speaking to us, He loves us. We are His. And He has rescued us. Frankly, without us even asking. So here we are, ready to be his kingdom, assured that he wants us. He wants to be with us. And God thinks you and I and the Israelites and your neighbor are worth rescuing. Let's pray.
Our Father, we are overwhelmed by Your holiness. That when we come to Your place, when we come, we come into Your presence, that we are wanted. And we aren't just desired, but God, You fought for us. That You became man for us. You died for us. You rose for us. You rule for us. God, help us to feel Your love. To feel Your presence. To celebrate our rescue. And to be willing to move forward to do what You have called us to do. I bless those here this morning who might not feel as though you are present. Overwhelm them with your spirit. It's in your son's holy name we pray. Amen.